0: Listening to a Sharesies podcast. Ina katoa, it's the 19th of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies.
1: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And brace yourself for the financial disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk you aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hey Jose how's it going?
1: Good thank you Alice how are you?
0: I'm um, great, thanks. I thought that I'll kick us off today with some news from one of Australia's biggest companies, BHP.
1: Now, for those who don't know, what is BHP?
0: So they are a resources company based in Australia, actually headquartered in Melbourne. Now, they produce a number of commodities like iron ore, coal, copper and uranium. They also produce petroleum, nickel, among a whole range of other materials. Now, they, as I mentioned, they are a big company. Um, at the time that we're recording today, they are about the third largest company listed on the Australian Stock Exchange with a market cap of just under $114 billion dollars.
1: Alrighty, so what is uh, BHP's news today?
0: Well, BHP released their quarterly operating report. This type of report outlines how the company's mining activities have been going, uh, detailing out by mineral how much of each has been produced during the quarter. Um, on top of that, the company provides a bit of commentary for context about the different parts of the business and a bit of a general update.
1: Cool, so what happened this time?
0: Well BHP said that their operations delivered reliably during the first quarter of their financial year. Uh, They said they completed planned major maintenance activities across a number of their assets. And on top of that, they said they continue to skillfully navigate the ongoing challenges of COVID-19. But one thing that stuck out from the announcement is that the amount of iron ore that BHP produced in the quarter actually fell.
1: So what exactly is iron ore?
0: So iron ores are minerals and rocks that you can extract iron from. Now the main use for iron ore is to make steel. In fact, according to BHP, 98% of iron ore is used for making steel. Uh, And that's then used for things such as construction, uh, household appliances, transport, and even energy. Iron ore is Australia's biggest export, and a whole lot of what gets produced actually gets exported to China, uh, where it's then used to make steel.
1: Okay, so what happened with BHP's iron ore for the quarter then?
0: Well, as I mentioned, uh, production actually fell. Uh, They produced 63.3 megatons of iron ore during the quarter, but this was a 3% drop from last quarter and a 4% drop from this time a year ago. Now the company said that this was due to maintenance on one of its car dumpers. I actually had to Google what this was um, and my understanding is it's like this big piece of machinery that's used in mining for unloading the loads of minerals and stuff that they've mined. Um, Now on top of that BHP said that they have been impacted by labour shortages onset by COVID-19 border restrictions.
1: Yeah I feel like I've seen a bit of the news about iron ore lately. What has that been about?
0: Yeah, you're right. There have been a few headlines about iron ore and that's because the price of iron ore has fallen quite considerably, quite considerably since July. That comes back to something I said before about China being a key market for Australia's iron ore. Now China has put a cap on the amount of steel that the country produces in an effort to cut back on its emissions. Now that's led to lower demand for iron ore from Australia and then that in turn has been a key driver in the price of iron ore falling. So as a result the share prices of Australia's Three big iron ore companies, uh, BHP, Rio Tinto, and Fortescue Metals Group. They've all fallen over the past six months.
1: Mm, And and to that point, how did BHP's share price react to today's news?
0: Uh, Well, at the time of recording, it was down about 1.6% for today. Thank you, Alice. Okay, it sounds like Apple has held one of its famously huge product announcements, Jose.
1: Yes, Apple wrapped up its online Apple Unleashed event, as it called it earlier this morning in New Zealand time. And as you pointed out, Apple is very famous for these, I mean, they're almost like coronation level events where they unveil new products. And for this pre-Christmas season, unveiling the big news is, uh, is that Apple appears to have listened to complaints and reversed some controversial design decisions from the past six years.
0: Okay, how's that?
1: So the company released its new MacBook Pro models uh, today. The last redesign of this laptop range happened in 2016, which was uh, unpopular in some circles and beset with issues. Uh, So much so that there was a period between 2017 and 2020 where annual growth in Apple's Mac business was mostly flat or even sometimes in the negative.
0: Okay, what were some of these issues that you were talking about?
1: Yeah, so these were the laptops that came out with a uh, long, narrow touchscreen at the top of the keyboard, and this was called the touch bar. Um, Some people didn't like that very much. Uh, The chips that ran the CPU would uh, famously run really hot, meaning that uh, for some users, they couldn't sit the thing on, on their lap. And the new keyboard, which was designed to make the MacBook even thinner, uh, was apparently unreliable and so hated that Apple had a class action file suit uh, filed against them. Now, all of these features were, uh, in a number of circles, quite unpopular.
0: Okay, so does the new MacBook have none of these?
1: Yes, so there's no touch bar, the new chips are cooler, they've gone back to the old keyboard, and there's more slots in the laptop, So There's less need to cut around uh, you know a bunch of dongles and adapters or USB hubs. Uh, but Apple has been slowly updating its MacBooks for a wee while. So due to those improvements and the pandemic, which has you know boosted demand, the Mac division has actually been improving its sales. Apple's CEO Tim Cook says the last three quarters were the Mac's best ever, selling 26 billion American dollars worth.
0: All right, and so what else was in the announcement? Like, Can you run us through what else they unveiled?
1: Right, well, it's already controversial, but the new MacBooks have a notch at the top of the screen for the new webcam, but I'm not going to get involved in that debate.
0: Very wise.
1: And Apple brought out new AirPods. Uh, They have uh, spatial audio, whatever that is, and uh, are sweat and water resistant. The smart speaker, the uh, HomePod Mini, has been spruced up in new colours. And there's a new Apple Music voice plan which uh, lets users access Apple Music with Siri.
0: Cool. And so, how did Wall Street react to all of this?
1: Yeah, so Apple closed uh, Monday on the NASDAQ at $146.55. That was up from Friday, where it ended up at uh, $144.84. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, so sort of moving down the supply chain from our first story today, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought I'd um, talk about Fletcher Building, which gave an update on their business today.
1: Now, Fletcher Building, of course, being the construction and materials company that's dual listed on the Australian and New Zealand stock exchanges. So what is the latest from them?
0: Well, the company held its annual shareholder meeting today and the CEO Ross Taylor and chairman Bruce Hassel gave addresses on how the company's been going
1: mm, what do they have to say
0: well CEO Ross Taylor said that trading either side of New Zealand's lockdowns has been very solid and at above um, at levels above last year now he said that as long as New Zealand stays at these current lockdown levels or better they would expect the trading conditions to remain above last year That's of course referring to Auckland, Northland and parts of Waikato being at Alert Levels 3 while the rest of the country is at Alert Level 2.
1: What else did Taylor have to say?
0: Well he also said that the company has a strong balance sheet a favorable market outlook and that they remain well positioned to drive ongoing performance and growth. On top of that, he said that they are still targeting a 10% improvement in their operating profit margins for the year.
1: Now Fletcher Building also has business in Australia, what's happening with their operations over there?
0: Yeah, uh, Fletcher Building is predominantly east coast focused, as Taylor pointed out. So he said that lockdowns of some shape or form have been a feature of the financial year to date. But he did note that as both New South Wales and Victoria are starting to open up with increasing vaccination rates, the company expects trading to improve quickly and to levels above last year's. Mm.
1: Is there any way that people can go and watch these speeches if they're if they're interested?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you are interested, you can check out the transcripts, the presentation and even a replay of the video um, of the speeches on Fletcher Building's website. Great. Thanks, Alice. Thanks so much for listening. That was Recap for the 19th of October.
1: Absolutely. Please consider giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people find Recap. And we'll be back tomorrow, Kake Tayano. I see you then.